NBA fans, we are on the eve before the NBA season officially starts. I think mornings hit a little bit different when you know that you're going to watch some basketball games later on. And we've gotten some scrimmages and we've seen some characters arise. Bol Bol, Michael Porter Jr., J.R. Swoosh. Man, you got Dion Waiters out there looking like it's 2014 again. Just balling, up, balling it up. But uh, the second stringers are back and this is a special episode where we'll actually do a redraft and of a continuation of our fantasy league that we started back in fall. And a shout out to Sean for helping coordinate this whole thing. It was kind of a kind of a headache a little bit when I was thinking about it, but I'm glad you took the the leadership on this, Sean, and put it put it together for us. Yeah, you got it, Alan. And then we got Scott too on the podcast. Always a welcome guest, our buddy Scott. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. <laughs> love I love the glasses. Thank you're, you're you. Very intellectual. They don't actually solve my vision. They're just blue my glasses. So. <laughs> Hey, protecting your vision. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, but yeah, we, yeah with me, Scott, Alan, and uh, another one of our uh, friends, Isaac, we're, we're all in the final four, and that's where we left off in our fantasy basketball championship uh, all the way back in March. And we were, we were uh, all, all doing pretty well, and it wasn't quite clear who was going to win. I think Scott had the slight advantage on me when we first left off, so maybe this is a blessing in disguise for me, but I'm excited <laughs> for this restart. Um, I'm excited to get this going because I want some closure on this season. I, I worked really hard the whole season. I'm sure you guys did too to, to pick your teams and you're really proud of the guys you had. And we're going to have to do a little bit of a, a, a different uh, makeup of our teams right now. But I'm excited to see what we pick. Yeah, I am as well. I think I had some close calls in the first round, as you guys recall. Like half my team was – uh, injured. I ended up only winning by like, I think 20 points or something ridiculous. <laughs> and then I had a 100 point deficit against Isaac and almost made that entirely up in one night. So I'm not sure if I would have came out alive out of that matchup, but it was close. And Scott, yours and Sean's was also pretty neck and neck right from the start. So I am also excited about this closure. Um, but before we kick things off, there's always that trivia question. And I'm going to throw this one at you just because you know, Laker fan and Lakers are looking good. And let me, let me see how much you guys know in terms of championship experience on this squad. If you added up all the championship wrong rings on the Laker roster right now, what number do you get to? Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) Oh man. Hmm. Without looking up the roster. Okay. Let's think. I know there's at least a couple between LeBron and J.R. Smith. <laughs> You're right there. I'm trying to think if there's any any scrubs out there that may have picked one up with a team that I'm not thinking. <laughs> Seriously, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my guess in early, Alan. Okay, uh, I'll give Scott a little more time to think about it. I'm I'm gonna say eight. That's a good number. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go significantly lower here. Because I don't know how many other rings there are outside of LeBron. And I think J.R. Smith actually only got one. So I, I think I'm going to go with five here. Oh, man. So let me just list it off if you guys are on your in the dock. But <laughs> yeah. I'll start off with one that you guys didn't even think about. Quinn Cook has one ring. Oh, gosh, dang it. Dang it. <laughs> I, did, I did add a little extra, though, about. just – I did add a little extra, though, you know, just because I knew there might have been one or two. <laughs> JaVel McGee 
has two rings. Yeah, I knew that one. <laughs> Danny Green has two one. rings. Oh, wait, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stupid. J.R. Smith has, you're right, Scott, one ring. And then we go, well, another guy that I heard, didn't hear you guys mention is Rondo, who has oh one <laughs> ring as well. <laughs> who else do we have? Who else? In case, hopefully I'm not forgetting anybody. We got obviously LeBron. I mean, LeBron with three, yeah. Yeah, we got the three from LeBron. And I think that's, that's everybody, five. You know, they got five, six, seven, ten. Wait, have you not even added this up yourself? I added <laughs> it up roughly. Yeah, I added it up roughly <laughs> in my head. Um, but I think I think this is it. Unless there's somebody I'm missing. Is there somebody I'm missing? I feel like there so is. So that's ten. We're looking at ten rings on this Laker mm. roster. Okay, Yeah. I was close. I was close. <laughs> You're close with eight, but I feel like there's somebody missing. Quinn Cook. Jay Dwight Howard doesn't have one, does he? No. No Some rings for Dwight no. Howard. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I don't think anyone else would have one. None for yeah. Jared Dudley. Yeah. Dion Waiters didn't have one. Yeah. No for Dion Waiters. No for uh, Costas Answer to Kumpo. <laughs> it's funny you said that. That was the name that came to my head right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's it. Ten that's rings. Ten. Ten rings. That's crazy. I was so off. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier and I was like, okay, I think I got it. And then I forgot that, you know, I forgot names like Rondo and I forgot names like Quinn Cook. Like Rondo yeah, on that I, 2008. I remember Quinn Cook. I didn't even <laughs> remember he was on the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's back. He's back on the... Well, I mean, he's been playing a bit, but yeah. yeah you, I, I can't even... <laughs> remember the Warriors team it's got to have been what the 2015 no 2016 Warriors team he was on where he got that ring Mm -hmm. maybe even like 2018 yeah possibly yeah two years ago but JaVale McGee back to back (laughs) back to back (laughs) very pivotal piece that was a that was a creative trivia question I like that one thank you thank you so all right, let's. Uh, should we go through quick thoughts or should we jump yeah, right into the draft? Let's burn through these quick thoughts so we can get to the good stuff. Yeah, let's go. Tom Thibodeau finalizing a five-year contract to become the new head coach of the New York Knicks. Wow, I was stunned that this went to five years. Like, I'm always so surprised <laughs> at the length of these contracts that are given out to coaches, considering that just the the turnover and the actual uh, amount of time some of these guys actually stay within teams. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty surprised too. I don't think he's gonna make it five years there. I would be very surprised if they committed to him for five years because there's no way this team's gonna be a winning team in at least three or four of those years. For like the first three or four years, maybe five years from now they're gonna be good. But there's just so much work to be done there. I, I just don't know what sort of expectations are gonna get put on him. Obviously it does seem like with giving him a five year contract, they are saying we understand that this is going to take longer than a year. It seems like they're saying that. I'm not sure if that's how they meant it. But, I mean, I think it's a veteran pick. It's a solid pick for this job. Um, I would have liked to see someone else get the job that was, like, you know, not, like, an old name in the hat. <laughs> um, I know I know, Becky Hammond was thrown around. I know uh, there, there's a few other names um of some assistant coaches from around the league i can't remember right now but uh it seems like they went with a safe pick here sean i agree with you i think the knicks tried to do a really smart thing bringing phil jackson into the front office a few years ago and that just exploded in a terrible way (laughs) i 
I think that this is a really good move for exactly the things that you're saying. They, they're hopefully at this point recognizing that it's not a one-year fix, that it's going to take some time. And I hope they give them the time to figure it out because I think this this team could be like a Bulls team that Thibodeau kind of grew into a legit contender. So hope, hopeful that it works out. I think it's one of the smarter things the Knicks have done in a while. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's the safe pick. However, the problem with this team and – I've mentioned this before, isn't the head coach, you know, it's the ownership group. And right now it's the roster roster. Just (laughs) Tom Thibodeau had a pretty good bulls, young bulls roster to build up and Noah, I, you know, Derek Rose and Luol Dang. The Knicks don't really have any of that. I mean, Randall, there. Timberwolves, he had Butler towns Wiggins to an extent. Exactly. Yeah, and there's the nothing Knicks, here. There's nothing here. Uh, and they've got their team, their plethora of power forwards. They got RJ Barrett, <laughs> who's a solid young piece, but they need they need some young guns. They need some actual names they can develop here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, they're going to still try to build through the draft, obviously, because they're going to have a big, big lottery pick for at least the next couple of years. But they, they just have to figure out a way to, to get through that ownership and I guess eliminate the negativity surrounding the franchise to get a free agent to actually want to go there. Yeah. You know, instead of overpaying all these power forwards <laughs> that are just like average NBA players. Yeah. I almost wouldn't even make that part of the plan. Like I wouldn't even include it on there, like shoot for a free, free, a uh, free agent. I'd be like, we just got to accept that we're going to be bad and we got to just draft and stop giving away these draft picks and ruining our player yeah. development. Yeah, but 2021 is going to be a huge free agent year. Uh, not not this next upcoming year, but the year after. It's going to be just, just – it's going to be as ridiculous as we saw uh, two years ago with the shakeup that we saw across the league with free agents. So maybe they can get someone then. Um, but, for, yeah, for the next year, I, I just don't think we can really expect anything. Yeah, I mean, if we're accepting bets right now, put my bet on, then they're getting any big time free agent that year. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that'll be a second for me. <laughs> it's an interesting place though because it has such history, but it's almost like it's too historic. It's like too long. Yeah, ago. all these all these new kids, they weren't even alive when Patrick Ewing was playing basketball. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's interesting. I, I do wonder. I think they they rely on that that they're in Madison Square Garden, and they're the Knicks. I hope that some idiot, Russell Westbrook, looking at you, decides that he can <laughs> turn them around. Oh, no. Kind of fun. That would I, be fun. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a trade out there, I think that could be a, a trade where, like, the Knicks just put together all their bad contracts for the ultimate bad contract <laughs> and make the trade for an older Russell Westbrook. I mean, I love oh, Westbrook, man. and I love the player he – you know, he is and was, but I, I mean, Westbrook, I think, is seeing a decline in the next couple of years, I think. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm no longer a lover, so I feel good about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. You still love his, the way he plays. You know I, do. You do. I do. I yeah. do. <laughs> but uh, for this next one, Sean, this next bullet point, tell us what's going on here, man. What's going on with <laughs> Williams? Yeah. Well, this guy's just. Th- this is like just part of a larger narrative of, of the Clippers just <laughs> not looking good. Uh, and we, we'll definitely get into that a little bit later, but. Uh, this, this is pretty big news. Lou Williams facing a 10-day quarantine. 
for breaking the protocol of, of leaving the bubble on an excused absence to attend a funeral and was later seen on IG with a photo that was taken down very quickly, but not quickly enough, uh, where he was on, at a strip club with rapper Jack Harlow. Uh, I don't even know who that he is. Claimed huh? He was only there to get some hot wings. <laughs> because we all believe that. We all believe that you just go to a strip club to get hot wings. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's his favorite pure... spot, you know? <laughs> that's just that's great pure baloney. There. Pure yeah, baloney. And, yeah, and he's trying to defend himself on whatever platform he's being shouted at by Kendrick Perkins and basically telling this is all the dirt you have on me is getting some hot wings. And it's <laughs> like, man, you know you messed up. Like, no, you're not fooling anybody. This this 10-day basically punishment that you have right now is definitely justified and it's gonna it's gonna affect the Clippers regular season at least and I don't know what he's gonna look like after he has 10 days in a hotel room I'm not sure what kind of workouts he's able to get in um if he's allowed to use the hotel gym I I don't really know that either he's definitely not able to get up any shots um, yeah and this and- is gonna last through the first two games of the regular season return there you go. You answered my question, Sean. I was going to say, what is 10 days in terms of games? Is that three yeah. out of eight? Yeah, it's two, it's two games. Yeah. Cause he's been doing, he's had this for, for already a couple of days now and season starts tomorrow. And then he'll, I think there's a game Sunday and then next Tuesday he'll be able to uh, return to action, but in what shape? Yeah, that's a huge one. That's a Sorry. huge question. And I mean, to me, I, Two, two out of eight, I think I, th- I almost feel like let's call it a wrap. I think the Clippers are getting the second seed. I mean, it was not in question before that, though. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think one thing to point out is uh, what a, a smart way of punishing Lou Williams, Adam Silver, did here. <laughs> I mean, in, in a time when all of these commissioners are just getting shredded for some of their decisions, this was a really smart way to make a point without ruining Lou Williams or the Clippers. I mean, it's like, yeah, it goes beyond basketball too. I think it's a little bit of a social point. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think you're right on with that. I think that was definitely something people were watching was like, what is going to happen with Lou Williams now? Like, are they just going to slap him on the wrist? And if that's the case, you're going to see guys going to strip clubs all the time. <laughs> like, Oh, I'm going to have to face two day quarantine. Oh, whatever. Okay. I'm just going to go outside the bubble and, like party and do whatever I want it's like okay now 10 days it's not yeah like you said not completely catastrophic but enough to where you're like really frustrated with the outcome and that should discourage other guys from doing it um people now know that hey if you do break protocol and you get caught you're gonna get punished and I think I think it definitely fits yeah 10 days is enough to probably piss off Doc Rivers and piss off some of the other guys on the Clippers here. But yeah, you're right. You're totally right, Scott. I mean, it's like the the NBA has built an ecosystem here uh, and that ecosystem is fragile and it's only as strong as the people participating in it and willing to, to, to act and live day to day within those guardrails you set. So all it takes is just a couple guys thinking they can break the rules and the whole thing just falls apart. So for the Adam Silver to come down like this, I, I also think, yeah, it's a it's a good way to you know to show command and keep the ecosystem alive. Yeah, totally. Speaking of which, we're looking good as far as yeah. this bubble. It's it's not popped yet. Zero coronavirus cases reported since July twentieth, 
which was the last time they, they put out this report. And from that report, which was from the 10 days prior to that, there were zero cases as well. So it's all working right now. Yeah. That's exciting. I, I'm really excited. I mean, compared to what we're seeing in MLB and MLS, like one entire team had to be shut down. <laughs> it looks like that yeah. might happen in the MLB as well. Like these things are fragile. And for the NBA to just really right from the start, just be really aggressive with this is showing that it works. And I don't know about you, Sean, has your view, I know, you know, we talked about whether or not we think this thing will actually see it, see it through all the way to the end. Like we'll actually crown a champion uh, within the bubble. And I was a little pass. I was pessimistic about it. I didn't think, I thought the NBA would throw its hands up and be like, all right, we got coronavirus. It doesn't matter. We're going to finish this season. <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah, this does definitely make me more hopeful. Obviously, two weeks, or I guess it, it's been almost a month, but around three to four weeks in the bubble, still in the early stages of most teams being in there, right? Like, you got, you're going to have some teams in there till October. Uh, mm-hmm. Still a long ways to go, but yeah, great start. Can't complain about it. Um, just keep Lou Williams under house arrest. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So Scott, I wanted to ask you, I mean, you're a resident soccer expert too, obviously with the MLS, are they using a bubble system as well? You know yeah, that? it's a really good question. They are. They're in Orlando too. I, I'm not entirely oh. sure ex- like exactly how this is working is if they have like two separate bubbles or if they're like in the same bubble, I think they're at the same like Disney resort. So oh. I'm not entirely sure what the relationship is between the leagues but the MLS for the most part, since they've gotten to the bubble has had really positive results. Obviously before they got there, a couple of teams, as Alan alluded to FC Dallas uh, <laughs> uh, struggled in terms of having one of or two players come Texas. down with it and then a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's like, that was really the scenarios that we've all talked about and brought up. It's like, what's the NBA going to do if a situation like that does occur? Do you just call it quits or do you eliminate that team and replace them with somebody else? Or do you just throw your hands up and be like, whatever, we tried our best, but this is it. We're going to finish it with, with the current circumstances. Yeah. It seems like the MLS is just like, well, sorry, this other team, <laughs> like you're just not a team this year. And yeah, we're seeing that in baseball with the Marlins um, with a lot of their players and stuff getting it. But luckily it doesn't seem like they spread it to any other teams that they played while they were infected, which is, is pretty crazy to me. But also, it's an outside sport. Maybe there's not a lot of contact between players. So that, like, that's great that only one team was affected, but that team is definitely under watch now. And that, I don't think they're playing any games for at least a while um, until they're able to get their cases back down to zero. But, yeah, I think that's awesome, too, that uh, we did see the MLS go into the bubble and then also have zero coronavirus cases. Like, all of them happened before they enter the bubble. So the bubble system works across different sports. And that's, that's very encouraging. Not to make it political, but isn't it just shocking that if you wear masks and you protect yourself, <laughs> like, it works like crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought? It's a, it's a, thought? a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, what are your thoughts on this, Scott? Do you think the, the NBA is going to be able to see this through to the end with no coronavirus or, or is, or is it just only, uh, you know, just just overly optimistic results here to start. Or, yeah, well, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. Are you as pessimistic as I was? I definitely was. And I think the bubble's been really brilliant. And, I, again, I think it goes back to how smart 
Adam Silver was with Lou Williams, because if it was just a free for all and you leave the bubble and nothing happens, then I don't think there's any way you make it through a season. But now that we see what happens to a player that leaves and gets caught, I think you have a real chance. And I don't know, maybe you guys know how often they're continuing to test, but at zero positive cases at this point, I mean, that's huge. And at least we know more about the disease at this point. So we can, we can at least take preventative measures. If one person tests positive, they can be removed or, or whatever. So I definitely was pessimistic, especially soon after it all got shut down. I didn't think there was Mm -hmm. any way something like this could happen. But at this point, I do think the season will be completed and fascinating what will happen next season. I mean, it's supposed to start not (laughs) that long from now, really. So by by the time the season's over, not a long off season. So that that will be fascinating as well to see how that proceeds. Yeah, big hurdle to get across there. Um, So switching gears here, just our last bullet point before we jump into our fantasy redraft. Andre Roberson, shout out to this guy, man. He The journey he has been on. And he's back. He looks pretty solid out there in the scrimmages. Like, can all things considering how much this man has gone through? I mean, this is for the OKC fans who who loved those Russell Westbrook and KD days. This is it. The last <laughs> remaining bridge from those days. Dang. Yeah, 909 days since he's hit the floor. 180 games OKC has played since his last game played with them. And, man, I thought that this guy was completely done. Like, yeah. I didn't even consider the fact that he could come back for this restart. I was just, I just forgot he was even on the roster still. I thought he was just there kind of as a just a placeholder. <laughs> but here he is. He's, he's been putting in the work, obviously, and he's actually looked really good. Um, got his game legs under him a little bit with some of these scrimmages. Uh, his three-point shot looks as good as it ever has. Um, honestly, I think he's going to actually contribute to this team and give him a little bit of an extra boost um, for the rest of this season, at least as far as a motivational standpoint too, just just a spiritual, emotional standpoint, even if it's not just a huge impact on the floor. I think that's just so motivating for these guys to see this man who's it's been over two years since he's hit the NBA floor and he's back and he made it, you know, perseverance pays off. Yeah, um, adding to that just briefly as a as the OKC fan in the house. Yeah, um, everything you hear about Robertson is he's just an awesome teammate, an awesome guy. Kind of one of those like stories that you, you you dream about, and you're so happy it happens to the right guy. Because if it was Russell or you know some of these other people that don't have that kind of reputation, I think it's a little bit more tainted. But for somebody Ouch. that that really is well respected <laughs> and the community loves him, I think it's it's big time. Yeah. So do you, as the OKC fan, do you think that he is going to make an impact for the team? Or do you think he's going to start even? That's a good question. Um, I don't know about start. I suppose it's possible. I don't think he ultimately makes a big difference. He was super impactful when you had people that could score. And we don't really have that. We don't really have a guy that can go get you 25. So I think he can play a part, but I I don't think he's the reason that you make it or break it. Yeah, I That's think fair. so. That's I fair. see that too as well. But I mean, I think just uh, play just praises, I think, to the medical team who got this guy back into the NBA. I mean, when you think back to a guy like Sean Livingston, his injury as well, it took him years mm-hmm. and he had to redevelop through 
uh, uh, overseas, over with through leagues overseas, and then make his journey through the G League before ultimately coming back to the NBA. So the fact that Robertson's out there in an NBA scrimmage, I think, is pretty crazy, pretty miraculous. Honestly, I think. Um, so I'm glad to see him out there. Yeah, I think yeah. Just as in general, a huge part of what is awesome about this NBA restart is that it's giving guys a chance to play in this season that you wouldn't have even thought had a chance to come back. Like like Roberson, obviously, but then Bulbul, right? <laughs> like I didn't even know Bulbul had a chance of playing either, and he's out here killing it. Jonathan Isaac's back for the Magic, obviously not as big of a name. But he definitely wasn't going to come back for this season. Mm-hmm. And now he's back, too. So you have all these young guys coming back. And everyone seems healthy. Obviously, you got the Portland big men back, Zach Collins and Nurkic. Like, this is great. This is everyone at full force back at the start of a season, basically. And, but we're going to actually see most of them in playoff basketball because none of them are going to get hurt. Hopefully, not everyone gets hurt in, the, in these just eight games we have. But uh, we're going to get to see some full force playoff team basketball here. Yeah, I am excited about it. Just no, I guess I want to say no excuses, but then there's been some already twinkling down a little bit. Lou Williams right there, man, just holding back the Clippers from being full force. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, not not full, fully uh, there, but for the most part, all these other teams look okay. It's just the Clippers. Really. Yeah. Well, I'm ready to jump into this draft here, Sean. Walk us through the yes. rules because this is – this is kind of your baby that you kind of <laughs> put together for us. And I mean, you did a heck of a job. So, and there's a, there's some tech, there's some technicalities here, I guess, or some background info, but uh, walk us through it. Let's do it. Yeah, for sure. I know we got some fantasy basketball fans uh, listening here, probably had their own rosters and stuff they were proud of and they wanted to see all the way through. And we were the same way and we didn't want the season to end on, on such a sour note. So we're, we're bringing it back for these last eight regular season games and, and this is in conjunction to uh, with another fantasy league that I was in that wanted to restart also who had the idea of just having replacement players I was like you know what? that's a good idea like let's just replace the players with players from other teams and then we'll figure it out from there and so these are the rules that we came up with so basically the teams that made the semifinal are the only ones eligible for the championship um, we eliminated everybody else it's just the last four teams all the scoring resets to zero. So we're using a point system. Uh, so we're resetting it all to zero. And the winner is solely determined by the final eight regular season games that we're playing here in the bubble. No matchups head-to-head, just straight up. Whoever of the four teams has the most points at the end of it wins. And the way that we're replacing players is using their point average on the season. So, for example, Scotty here, uh, John Collins, unfortunately is not playing in the bubble will not have his services available. But he was averaging for us in our league 28 points a game almost. So Scott's going to actually get his choice of any player from any team outside of someone on our on the four remaining teams to replace John Collins with a guy that averaged 28 points or less. And we're just going to go down the list of all the players we need to replace. Uh, we're missing one of our guys. We're just going to skip him. Uh, Isaac is MIA tonight, uh, but we'll fill his in later. It shouldn't make too much of a difference. And then, yeah, we're going to tally up the points manually using a Google sheet. <laughs> and we're going to see who, who ends up winning this thing. Shout out to formulas on Google Sheets. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, shout out so, to that Excel class. In yeah, 
Exactly. Thank you, Cal Poly, for teaching Sean <laughs> these skills. But uh, so no waiver wire pickups, right? I guess there's really no reason to. Yeah, really the only way we're going to – so th- we're going to use our full rosters, and then the only way we're going to replace players is if they get hurt during the eight regular season games. Makes sense. So I think I think this makes a lot of sense. It's pretty clear cut, pretty simple. Um, I'm ready to go. Scott, you have the first pick. And the second pick. And the second pick. So should we? <laughs> should, are we doing a time? Should I start a timer? Yeah, you can just, if you just want. Keep it reasonable. Just keep I know who they're going to be. You can if you want. Oh, oh perfect. No, no, no timer required then, really. All right, I'll start a timer for one minute, but I guess we don't have to hold this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So Whenever you're ready, Scott. This first pick was really quite easy for me. <laughs> and I think that you all agree that it's the right choice. Uh, it was oh, really, oh, cool. <laughs> it was really the up. only choice. You were ready. You were ready for that. Yeah, that I like that. I like Leonard. that. That's cool. Yeah, so that's for those that pick. can't see the screen, Kawhi Leonard <laughs> is the pick. Uh, competing, especially against Sean in the semifinal, I felt like this was very appropriate uh, because oh, you can't man. root against him. <laughs> You can't root against him, so he has to root You're for the worst. So a little like a power behind it. <laughs> that is pure evil, my friend, but a great <laughs> pick. <laughs> All right, Alan, let me know when you're ready for pick number two. Oh, yeah, I mean, just go ahead. You Do you already have your background that... set for the next one, too? You, already, you made that pick quick. Well. So my second pick here replacing DeMontis Sabonis, which, again, is super, super unfortunate. John Collins and Sabonis were two of Mm -hmm. my most consistent contributors all year long. Um, He and Sabonis may still play, so this is kind of a gamble to replace him. But really, I mean, when you when you go for a gamble, you have to replace him with the ultimate gamble. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I can't believe you went with this guy. Bring in my old Russell Westbrook. Welcome back. You oh. could not resist. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Wow, I thought for sure you would go like, oh man, go yeah, bear. you still had go bear there, yeah. Great pick there. Even I thought for sure you might go Ben Simmons, but that's okay because. Um, I guess he's not I'm, afraid of the turnovers. He's not afraid of the field goal percentage. The, the <laughs> part with Ben Simmons, Alan, and I realize you're probably going to pick him next here. But he thinks he's a three point shooter now. So you got to be careful of that. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what I was debating. <laughs> Moving over to the four. So I think he's going back to what he needs to be is he needs to be that pow- that point forward, collect some boards, uh, get some shots closer to the rim, uh, rely on shake Milton, to put him in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, so the new starter. That's right. I mean, if we're if we're doing this and we're like, you know, we're doing this, I might as well go big here. Uh, we're playing for twenty five percent of the pot now, so <laughs> I guess it's not quite as consequential. So I'm gonna go with the experiment. I'm going Ben Simmons here, guys. All right, all Lace right. Lace King Capella. I like it. Uh, so we got Isaac, who would have made his yeah. We'll skip him. Bradley he has Bradley Beal, but we're not going to be able to pick anyone in his range. So Scott, so <laughs> Scott and Alan, yeah, you guys had way more players to replace at the top than uh, Veer Isaac did. Yeah. I didn't even realize that, but Scott's up next with Steph Curry with a, only an average of 22 on the season. So it's not going to be your, your average Steph Curry replacement. I don't yeah. know if that, I, I was going to make an, I kind of want to make an objection to this because this 22 points came out of six games. Clint <laughs> Capella gave you 26 a game and he only played like half of those. 
It's true. All right, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, as a preface, I, I just I thought this was going to be such a huge pick down the stretch, and this was going to be the the pickup that just carried me past Sean and to crush whoever was. <laughs> So, I, I mean, I guess I'm happy to have a, a healthy player here. And I think that the break has helped this player as well. Um, I don't know how I couldn't have done this one as well. I feel like it ties the first two picks together. So replacing Steph Curry. I knew it. I Paul George. So wow. See, that's wow. That What a swap. You what a swap. I, I <laughs> You're say, the absolute worst. <laughs> you I will say troll. I was really bummed that uh, Zion Williamson was 0.1 points out of my reach here. Right. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The, he, yeah. If there's someone with huge upside, that's the man right there. Paul George is still solid though. I mean, he's going for, he's going to be there the whole time. Too. I'm this so one. upset with you right now. <laughs> I mean, Sean, the other thing is, too, with Lou Williams leaving, these two guys are just going to shred it the next time. (sighs) Don't remind me. (laughs) I also just realized that I could have – I was eligible to pick up Paul George to replace Zach Levine. Yep, stop beat you to it. What a steal. I didn't even realize I had the potential for that steal. Well, (laughs) anyways, it's too late now. So I got to replace Zach Levine at 21 points per game this year. Oh, man, there's not – there's a lot of dudes that are not playing that are in this range. Um, there's a couple of big names, though. You got Donovan Mitchell, you got Tobias Harris. Don't forget Rashawn Holmes. <laughs> Sean Holmes? How did this man <laughs> how did this man get to this number? Don't sleep on those numbers, dude. Those rebound numbers. Oh man, should should I make that bet on Rashawn Holmes that the Kings are just gonna call it quits epic. and, and just play Rashawn Holmes right just now? Please, please make that call. <laughs> is this is this team? I kind of, I part of me is almost like it's possible. Like the Kings are just going to throw the white towel and just give their young guys like Rashawn Holmes thirty five minutes, forty minutes a game here. Um, <laughs> that would be epic. I don't know, but I'm going to go for, like a legend. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to. I'm not going to quite swing that hard, so I'm going to go with the Aww. safer pick here. I'm going Donovan Aww. Mitchell at twenty point two. <laughs> Soft. Yeah, I'm sorry, Sean. I'm gonna. I gotta. I gotta go with the safer one. But you know what? I just realized that Julius Randle's also 21 points. So I. Oh, yeah, there you go. Now you got another chance. A chance of redemption here. You got Rashawn another Holmes. chance, Rashawn Holmes. There's also just <laughs> Alexander still on the board as well. Um, I got Jalen Brown. I don't know. Gordon Hayward. Shea's not on the board. He's on my roster. Sorry, dude. Oh. Yeah. That's King right there, that acronym. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're one of your favorite players right there. You know who I'm talking about. Who? Who are you talking about? Tobias. Tobias, yeah. That's true. I'm not sure what this 76ers experiment's gonna do for this for this guy though. Tobias oh. has been historically bad in playoff games, although I don't <laughs> know if this would I consider this playoffs since it's their regular season sort of. Yeah, it's our playoffs. Anyways, <laughs> I'm running out of time here. You know what? I'm going for it, man. I'm gonna swing. I'm gonna swing at the bat hard, and let's go, Rashawn Holmes. Let's see what yes. this is. <laughs> I'm so proud of no you. No way. <laughs> he did it. He did well, it. That's um, gonna win the league. That's gonna win the league right there. <laughs> I'm going, Rashawn Holmes. Holmes. Oh, 
we are this, these are abnormal times so <laughs> if anybody's gonna do it it's Rashawn Holmes that's amazing I'm so stoked <laughs> on that right now all right I'm up next I, I finally get a pick awesome so I had Spencer Dinwiddie who averaged about 19 points a game this season uh, I'm actually pretty sad that he's not gonna be in this because I feel like he could average a lot more than that uh, for this restart but I'm not too upset because there's a guy on here that I actually had at the beginning of the season that I had to drop because I thought he was going to be <laughs> out for the season, and that's my boy Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, man. I'm bringing him back. Interesting pick. That's a great find, Shawnee. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So I got replacing Window Carter. Man, this guy, I, he was solid. Uh, sometimes he was bad, <laughs> but <laughs> well, he's injured for a lot of time too. Yeah. So I think I got one guy here that I'm going to do it and I'm going to take the big risk and maybe it's not quite the risk, but I'm going with the young, the young blood here. I'm going with the young, the young grizzly John Morant. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. It's a nice pick. He's young. He's just AAU hooping. No crowds, no problem. He's hungry. He's got a healthy roster ahead of him, too, as well, and quite the uphill climb. So I'm a little worried about what that's going to do with these tough matchups he's got. But um, I'm going to go faith. I'm going to give him a little bit of faith here. Now, the next one to replace uh, Mitchell Robinson, what is he, a low 18 average? All right. Yeah, 18. You get anyone 18 or below. Man, these are, these are interesting. I kind of want to go with Aaron Gordon just to stun you, Sean. Please do. What? <laughs> <laughs> you would. You already have Aaron Gordon. Oh, yeah, you? that's true. Duh. You would, man. I just, you love that guy. You'd pick him twice. <laughs> I've chosen him on my roster for the last, like, four fantasy years. You just tried to pick him again. <laughs> you already have him. Five it's, times in the last four years. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy yeah. How, much, how much of my roster will – is good to Scott was made up of guys on bad teams. That's crazy. Like I just didn't, that wasn't as eye opening until now that we're redoing this redraft. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, it's funny. Like the first guy that stood out right now when I was going to make this pick was Lonzo ball. And then I realized hey, oh, you, already have have <laughs> you have a lot of guys in this range, honestly, Jamal yeah. Murray, Lonzo, Aaron Gordon, Wendell Carter, Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, wow. <laughs> Okay, so this is tough. Like, I don't really know who to go with here. Um, wow. Okay, Denali Gallinari <laughs> sounds like a like a like a solid piece. I mean, he's healthy. OKC is on the good patch. Jonathan Isaac is back. Um, I don't know, man. I think I'm just gonna go. Uh, I go safe. Do we go with an Eric Eric Bledsoe? Is he he's on somebody's roster, right? Or is he? Where is Eric? Yep. Oh, yeah, no, he's he is draftable. He is draftable. Yes, he is draftable. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go safe, and I'm gonna go Denali Gallinari. Denali Gallinari. I'm gonna wow. go with the safe one here. Going with going with your thunder, Scotty. Always a good choice. <laughs> Consistency. Former Clipper. I accept. <laughs> All right, so I'm up next. I've got to replace Boyan Bogdanovich. Not out because. The Jazz are out, but because he got really injured. 
So I can pick anyone basically 16 or below. Hmm. That's a pretty tough one. Lou Williams is there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I can't pick Lou Williams. You got to uh, go Lou Williams here, Sean. Shoot yourself. I can't. <laughs> He's not even going to play. Okay, you know, you know what? I'm, I'm going to follow in your footsteps a little bit. You went with, with, a, with the Young Grizzlies. I'm going Young Grizzlies. I'm going Jaron Jackson Jr. Ooh. How, he's available at that low? Damn it, I should have gone. Yeah, he only averaged uh, 15. Yeah, 15. Wait, what? I think he's on my roster. Yeah, I is thought he was on somebody's roster? roster. Yeah, he's on my roster. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I, I, I was like, that that's was, way uh, too that good. I knew that was your acronym, too, and I totally messed that up. Oh, man. Okay, that makes this a lot harder then. Uh, mm. Ooh, not looking good. <laughs> not looking good <laughs> at this point. In the drafts, you, you know gotta go with your boy gonna, Carmelo. Go Carmelo. I'm not going Sean. Carmelo. I'm I'm gonna go with a pick I will probably regret, but I don't really see any better <laughs> options at this point. I'm gonna go with Evan Fournier. Oh, that's not that bad. I well, it's a yeah. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those you just walk away like okay. Yeah, it's hot and cold. Not yeah. It it's very meh. So Scott, you're up next. Alfred Payton replacement. I'm up, I'm up next, also replacing a 16-point fantasy point-per-game producer in Alfred Payton. Frankly, what he was way hell? up and way down, so I cannot believe how happy I am to get him off of my roster. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stay on my current trend and capitalize on some other players being absent from my roster and add Miles Turner. Oh, that's a good one. Of okay, yeah, that's, that's good. Damn, well Scott, there. how did Alfred Payton get to 16 points? He, I don't know. It wasn't he has some good games. <laughs> Alfred Payton was actually he, – he gets rebounds and assists, and he gets a few points, you know, a little bit of everything. And he turns it over like it's his job. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right, so Isaac, we're skipping. That means Alan, you're up next. Man, I really feel bummed that i have to replace this guy because this guy was on such an upward trend that last those that last week and a half like eric Pascheel, <laughs> like i'm like i'm stunned that alfred payton closed with the 16 point average and eric only got to 14 <laughs> like he was balling that last <laughs> week and a half and i'm not i'm so sad like i'm not gonna find a real e- equal replacement for this guy but I'll try, and let's see. The 14-point range is looking a bit dismal. But it's with the injury, there, there is one team that, within their dumpster fire, I think this guy can shine. Um, so I'm going, oh, no, don't tell me. You have Carice LeVert, don't you already, Scott? Where is he? Oh, yeah, Scott has oh, him. Damn it. I had my <laughs> eyes on this guy, and then I just forgot to look at the acronym. Oh. Scott strikes again, man. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have him. You're welcome. Oh my god, <laughs> just forget about that. That soliloquy I just you just, were just so excited. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, that goes out the window. Dumpster fire. I mean, I don't I know. know how you Maybe... feel, man. I know how you feel. Yeah, this just might be a dumpster fire where there really is no gem in within it. Um, I mean, uh, what do we got? We got a Markel Fultz stands out a little bit. Uh, OJ Anobi stands out, or no, no, he's available. Paul Millsap. <laughs> I, I'm stuck here. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> Let's... 
Uh, that's a strong man. Aaron Baines is on there, but I'm not sure that's a, that's the pick I should go with here, man. This is, this is tough. What's your heart telling you? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't feel good about this one, but <laughs> you got you no know. heart. Your heart's not in it. Yeah. It's, it's a name and you know, big men, this is basketball is a big man's game. So I don't know. You can know you can never go completely wrong with choosing a big man. So I'm going Paul Paul Millsap here. Paul Millsap, all right. Where was he on this list? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a 14, 14.5 guy. I'll give it to you. You know, yeah. I have you at fourteen, but we'll give you a little bit of wiggle room there. Oh, I guess yeah. Did we have to go fourteen point <laughs> oh and below? Yeah. We'll give it to you for the Rashawn Holmes pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little, yeah, a little, little bit of extra reward for you there. <laughs> you get the extra point five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that's three Isaac picks skipped. So Scotty. Oh wow! It's already back to me. Okay. So wow, Isaac had a lot of players in that range. He's got so the these next picks pot. are going to get much less exciting. Yeah, for sure. But this so one will 12 still be or below. <laughs> this one will still be exciting. So I'm replacing oh. Otto Porter here, who's at 12 fantasy points a game. And he was one of those guys, like, you're ready to drop him, and then every all of a sudden he puts, like, 15. And you're, like, so excited about 15. And you're not sure why you're excited about 15, but it's better than the three he got last game. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to keep it again in the family keep the trend going here and it was much harder to find a wallpaper of this player <laughs> you got little curry brother seth, uh, that's, seth that's curry safe. i like it yeah curry. they are saying that shooters are going to get hot in the bubble exactly <laughs> right. right so that leaves me you thought isaac had a lot of players at the bottom well i have like four of these last <laughs> five spots here that we're picking with Thaddeus Young also in that in that twelve and below range here we're going with. Oh man, that was a good pick, Scotty. I'm not yeah. sure I'm going to be able to follow that up with someone that's <laughs> any better than that. Ooh. I had a second option there. I'll be interested to see if you uh, if you go the mm. same way. Okay, okay. No, I got to find him now. Um, I I think I know which guy you are thinking of. And I don't see any other options for myself in this range, so I'm going to go with Terrence Ross. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't where I was going, but I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's not too well, bad. I don't don't spoil it for me yet. I got another pick coming up here with 11 minus and Kobe White. <laughs> how, how did you manage to keep players. keep him on your roster till the end? I guess he he goes Kobe White. I didn't. I picked him up towards the end of the season. Uh okay, that makes sense. Oscar, I know exactly who you're looking at. I can't pick him though. I'm 11 minus now. Yeah, you're, you're it, 11. It was Harrow, wasn't it? I would have gone Tyler Harrow the other year. Mm, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, here's to hoping that rookies aren't as good at shooting as, as veterans. <laughs> yeah. All right. 11 minus. That is some sorry options here. <laughs> oh, I got a fun one though. All right. We're, we're, we're going with the fun pick. I'm picking Kyle Kuzma. Oh, <laughs> Wait, oh, never mind. He's a little. You couldn't too have gotten him. Yeah, but I got him. I found him. That's a good one. That has ups. That has some upside to it. From from ten at a least. A little bit of upside. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy with that. That's actually a fun pick. I wasn't expecting to have at that at this point in the draft. And now we're at ten minus. 
I'm allowed to pick these guys, right? Yeah, these are all free agents. No, <laughs> nobody had these guys before. <laughs> yeah, Terrence Ross was on the worst team in the league. Figures. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a pretty awesome pick here. I'm going Shake Milton. Yeah. Damn, you next those, that's, those are solid picks though, Sean. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually not too sad about those. Shake Milton. That's yeah, I, that's a guy I bet you would have taken here, or maybe I was could, thinking, yes, Denman. I was. I was looking at him. <laughs> and right, uh, here you go, your last pick of the replacement draft here, on. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm also surprised that I maintained Dwayne Deadman this long into the year. Like, uh, you like, probably shouldn't have. He only averaged nine points a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did how did I manage to keep a guy like that on my roster? I, I mean, whenever a guy scores under single digits, I'm quickly looking to replace him with somebody uh Mm -hmm. i almost don't feel like it makes a difference who i pick here i feel like you could probably add almost any of these (laughs) any of these guys uh oh actually maybe there is a gem here (laughs) there's one in there there is one super gem in here it's also a risk though because this man has not committed but at this point how do you not go with this guy I'm going Victor Autolipo here, man. Give me this guy. Put him on my Great roster. Choice. Let's go. Great choice. <laughs> this, Amazing. This might do it for me right here, guys. This is it. There's if- no, there is no more appropriate pick for you than than that right there. That is so that is so amazing. I can't believe that he actually fit that criteria. <laughs> I'm surprised none of us noticed this way, but I mean, like, you probably could I didn't even notice. Him. I could have, yeah, he's minus. I could have picked him with my first pick with Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> yeah, That's wow. incredible. I feel great. I feel like a million bucks right now. You should. That's the pick of the draft, Alan. No doubt. <laughs> that is 100%. 100% the pick of the draft. Wow. Great job. I mean, great job. This could be an absolute dud, though, too. Like, he could opt out tomorrow, and it's absolutely – I'm back to – which I guess when you're replacing Dwayne Dedman, I guess it's like not that much of a dud, but I feel great about this pick. No Sabonis, and nobody else on that team can shoot. <laughs> so he's going to get all the shots. Yeah. It's going to work. If he plays. If he yeah. plays. If he plays. And Brogdon's there, don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I have the last pick in our, in our replacement draft. I'm getting rid of Cody Martin. <laughs> can you remind me again who's cody martin who is he no i can't because i don't know <laughs> who, i think what? he played for the hornets okay he's one of their like weird random players that had a good week and so i just like risked it he, he did he's average eight points a game from the so this is basically oh, wow okay. you wouldn't know that you would know that <laughs> so i basically have my pick of the litter of all these random players but i feel like I can also pick a player that hasn't played in an NBA game this season. No? <laughs> yes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with Andre Roberson. Oh, what? That's the guy you go with? Okay. I'm not going to pick Bol Bol. Why not, dude? <laughs> yeah. I'm not. So, I guess this is more of a, I don't know, like a feel-good pick, you know? Like, I'm just, I'm so happy for him that he came back. I'm going to pick him. I'm going to put him on my team, and he's definitely going to average eight points a game. The only <laughs> thing that surprises me about that pick is that you didn't pick the MVP of all MVPs to complete your roster. I can't. I can't. He has – Boban was 8.2. I looked at it. Oh, not Boban. 
Not Boba, what? Cal Poly Proud. Yeah, I was. I thought oh, that's who you were going with too. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, yeah, between Bobin, Bobo, David Nuava, we left some big names on the board. Let's be real, guys. Could yeah. have done better. Could have done better. I'm trying to see who I guess you could have chosen. None of these guys. I mean, Etwan Moore, maybe. No, uh, no, that's not exciting <laughs> at all. You're going for the excitement, okay? No, I, can I respect it. it. I already picked Roberson. To your guys' disappointment, that's it. That's it. It's done. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel really good. The, this Victor Olipo pick just completely that might put you over the top. Yeah, it made up for my Rashawn Holmes pick that I made <laughs> earlier. Uh, I feel so good. we'll see who Isaac picks. I mean, if not, we'll just give him random players at that exact average range. Um, he won't get a say in it. <laughs> I think if he doesn't respond to the text message, then he just gets, like, bench players for all of his spots. We'll, we'll give him Bulbul, Bobin, and David Nwaba. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, he gets all the replacements. I mean, his... And actually, he'll actually win with that probably. I probably know about that. <laughs> he's got some good. I mean, he still he still has the. He's got Damien. Uh, I mean, he's got some. I guess I don't know. I don't know if he could win it honestly. Actually, I think we. It'll won. be interesting though. I, I'm excited. All my, my my main three core guys are still in it. We got Doncic, Davis, and Aiton all in the bubble, ready to go. Yeah, for me, it's like I I still have Joe Kick. You know. Potential top yeah. three player in this league in terms of fantasy perspective. <laughs> yeah, from from a production, I think he, I think from our league, like he, he was actually the top point getter last year. Was he? He was up there. Uh, he was definitely up there. I feel like Giannis was probably still higher. Yeah. So as long as this man is still producing, I think I got a shot. How do you feel, Scott, about your squad? Oh man, the star power is just unreal. I mean, you, you look at it. I uh. got <laughs> I got the top two Rockets. I replaced a Curry <laughs> with a Curry. I'm feeling good. That is pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Well well done, Scott. I mean, you had the backgrounds to boot. <laughs> you were way, way more prepared than we were. <laughs> yeah, you took some – you made some good picks. And I'm swinging it with uh, Rashawn Holmes and Ben I Simmons. I love that. <laughs> Rashawn Holmes. <laughs> Man, that's so epic. Don't laugh when this man is just tearing up the boards on the Kings because they just threw the towel in and are just giving this man the keys to their franchise, at least for eight games. The keys to the franchise. <laughs> Move over, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, get out the way. This is the future here. You mean Buddy Heald? No, I don't. <laughs> so, so I guess we sealed our picks in. Do we want to jump into um, our predictions for the seedings for the rest of this year? Um, I guess in terms yeah, of yeah, let's go over it really quickly. We're 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 about an hour, but I could go another fifteen minutes talking about seating. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, this should be quick. I mean, let's talk. Let's break it down by groups. I uh, was supposed to go in like you know one through or twelve through one, like uh, you would with the West. But let's go with the forgettables category. The first one, you know, not much time to spend here. But my list, <laughs> I think, is probably similar to yours, Sean. I'm going Suns, mm-hmm. Kings, Spurs, Wizards. I'm putting Memphis in there. I'm sorry. Like, wow. Tough schedule ahead of them. Young team. The young Grizzly, John Moran, I'm sure, is going to throw down some ridiculous numbers and he's going to ball up. But I don't think that's going to result in many win- wins here for this team. I think the Trailblazers and the Pelicans are going to outshine them in the win column. So 
that's my group to round up the for- forgettables. And Memphis is going to be outside looking in when it come when we're through the when we're through these eight games. So I guess here's where I might have had some confusion with what the forgettables are. Uh, I thought it was everyone outside of like the nine seed because I still think. Do you think that Memphis is going to end up in the tenth seed and not even have a shot at the playoffs? Because in my mind, like they're going to be at least the ninth seed. Like they're going to be the eighth or ninth seed and then lose the playing game. Yeah, I mean, for me, they're not going to be the ninth seed. I see the trouble is just getting the ninth seed. Um, but then the Pelicans. You think yeah, the, both the Pelicans and the Blazers are gonna like be the eight nine seed to like after this regular season's over? Yeah, so I see. I see the Trailblazers basically finishing right there on the cusp of making the playoffs, but not making the it. The Pelicans are making it. Pelicans are taking. Oh, okay, the interesting. Yeah. Wow. So you really think Memphis is not is gonna tank hard? And the yeah, Pelicans I do. and Blazers yeah. are both going to win a lot of games. Yes, I do. I, I'm going with Interesting. Uh, okay, so I'm there's going... no confusion here. Yeah. <laughs> you were just surprised. Scott, how, do you, how do you feel about that? I am surprised because they have a three-and-a-half game lead over all these teams. That's hard to make up in eight games. They're going to have to go it. like one and seven or two and six. And the Blazers and Pelicans are both going to have to go like five and three or six and two. When it happens, you know what man to talk to. Uh, yeah, I know. I talk to him every week. <laughs> Scott, what, what do you think about this? Is that, is that crazy? That I'm going crazy, but I, I like it. <laughs> I think it's crazy because with all of this time off, I think you could see some really crazy things happening. So, Alan, it wouldn't shock me if Memphis fell out of the picture. The only reason I don't think they will is because it just involves too big of a swing in terms of games back. I think if it was maybe 15 or 20 games, I could totally see it. But I think the, the I feel like this whole um, this whole playoff structure was almost built for the Blazers because Dan was complaining so much about all the bad calls. <laughs> I think the yeah. Blazers find a way in, which leaves either Memphis or New Orleans, and I think Memphis has the the bigger leg up right now. So not even necessarily that they'll win more games, but they have a bigger head start. So I think it ends up leaving the Pelicans out by probably a game, maybe two. Yeah, yeah I, and that's exactly where I am on mine. Like, I, I think the Pelicans are going to play pretty decently, but I think the Blazers are going to play better, and Memphis is going to play just well enough to keep that eight or nine seed. So, yeah, I have the Pelicans, unfortunately, not even in the play-in game. Wow. I am I am putting faith in the system that Adam Silver has put together specifically to get, <laughs> specifically Zion, to get, the <laughs> to get Zion versus LeBron James in the first round. <laughs> I have faith in the system. I'm not going to fight it, and I'm not going to you know, complain about it. I'm just going to accept it, and I got the Pelicans winning that play-in game against the Blazers if it comes down to it, and I think I see them going. I mean, I guess it will have to come down to a play- play-in game, and I see them going in the first round. Uh, so you know who to talk so, to, Sean, think, if it happens. Yeah, for sure. So that's like <laughs> not, not only do you think that Memphis is going to be the 10 seed, and that the Blazers and Pelicans are going to play the plan, but you think that the Pelicans are going to be have a better regular season record than the Blazers by the end of all this? Yes. And then they're going to beat the Blazers in a playing game. That's right. 
Wow. That's that right. That is a tough road, my friend. You, I'm you, so glad we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything is recorded. I'm going, so I'm, I'm making that, big, yeah. big I, picks I today. Respect. You, you put some, some hot takes in today. You picked Rashawn Holmes in the draft. <laughs> You're picking the Pelicans to beat the Blazers and not even have to be in the worst play in game situation. <laughs> that is bold, my friend. That is very bold. I'm bold. That's, that was, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, a new year, a resolution that I had for myself is to be more bold <laughs> this year. And I'm starting yeah, it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally fair. I respect that because I'm going with the safer route, the pretty boring <laughs> route. I'm thinking Memphis is, is going to be ninth and the Blazers are going to be eighth and the Blazers are going to win w- at least one of those playing games, probably the first one against Memphis to seal their spot in the playoffs. And I, I don't think it's going to be very close. I think with Nurkic and Collins back, they are just going to look way too strong um, with with the amount of depth that they'll have that they didn't have the luxury of having in the normal regular season. And like you said, Memphis with that sixth toughest schedule, um, the most inexperienced. Yeah, maybe not worth 10th seed, but ninth <laughs> seed for sure. And then, yeah, the Blazers. I, I mean, come on. Obviously, Zion versus LeBron is good on paper. But Damian versus LeBron is better in practice. And it could be part of that, Sean, is maybe I am a little scared of this Trailblazers team actually getting the <laughs> and going up against the yeah, Lakers. Maybe. Because that is a conference I, finals team last yeah, year. I will admit that will be a scary first round matchup for the Lakers, especially a Laker team that whose wing defense is pretty questionable right now with no Avery Bradley. You got KCP out there. Danny Green looks so-so. And you're relying on Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith now. So, yeah, Portland would not be, will not be a great matchup for the Lakers. And, and if that means me making a bold pick on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Mick gets the Lakers to avoid them, so be it. So be it. All right. All right. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, God, guess- how do you feel about this? Man, I just know as an OKC fan for the last couple of years, I don't want any part of Dame Lillard in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, you can't – I mean, these eight games are essentially playoff games. So I don't think you can bet against Dame. Um, and as you say, the Blazers get healthy. I think experience plays a huge part because they are eight playoff games to get into the playoffs at this point. Um, and so I think that the two young teams will – We'll kind of shrug it. I don't think either either team is going to be, do particularly well, Pelicans or the the Grizzlies. But I think the Grizzlies again kind of have a they have a couple steps forward where the Pelicans don't, and so I think that's where they kind of get left out. And I still think the Lakers win because AD and LeBron are just too much. Um, yeah. But man, I could see Dame going for fifty a couple times in that series for sure. <laughs> yeah, I just don't really know who the Lakers throw at Dame other than putting LeBron on him a couple times. And then CJ McCollin, too. It's Kyle Kuzma. No, I don't know how much Kuzma. I don't know if Kuzma can take Dame. I mean, that's. No, no, Caruso. Caruso. (laughs) Man, Dame's going to just take the little, just going to freaking dribble by and take Caruso, the little bit of hair Caruso still has left on his (laughs) head, man. (laughs) It's just going to fall off as he goes by. It's going to take the little bit of hairs left on the back of his head. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Caruso. I didn't mean to diss you like that. I love you, man. It's bad. It'll be, I I mean, honestly, like as a Laker fan, 
great point guards perform well against the Lakers in the playoffs all the time. Like that's just been <laughs> for whatever reason, the Lakers have never had an answer for a great point guard on the other side. I mean, I guess, except when magic was on the roster, but I mean, this is this is a franchise that got destroyed by JJ Barea back in 2011. JJ <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool salt in the wound there. Well done. <laughs> yeah, that but was I, a scar to you, man. <laughs> that was a scar. That is a scar. No one can stop that man. That guy went off for like 25 points for for four games straight. But uh, anyways, like rounding out the rest of the playoff players, you know, I got the Trailblazers at ninth, Pelicans at eighth. Then I got the Mavericks at seventh, and I got the Rockets at six. Another bold one here for me. I am, I see the Rockets losing. I guess it doesn't really matter at this point, but home court advantage, I guess, and they're going down to six. Eric Gordon's out. Uh, they're eighth out of 22 in terms of strength of schedule, the eighth toughest schedule ahead of them. I think they're going to drop a couple games here without Eric Gordon, and they are going to get rocked in the playoffs. Well, I said here against OKC, but I don't think they end up actually seeing OKC in my seeding predictions. But that's what I got on the East. I got the Magic going eighth, net net seventh, and the Pacers falling off a bit, going um, going six with Sabonis out and the question marks around Autolipo. What do you got, Sean? Okay. What do you think? Mine, mine's a little different. Uh, you have the Mavs staying put, which it can make sense. They're a game and a half behind even the Rockets and the Thunder right now, but with Boyan Bogdanovich out for the Jazz and all of this weird tension surrounding them from the media, whether it's true or not, maybe there's a little bit to it between Mitchell and Gobert. The team just doesn't it, – it doesn't seem like it's going to be as good as they were in the normal regular season. So I'm actually putting the Jazz as a seventh. Wow. I don't think they're – I don't think that – especially against all these other teams that are, are good teams, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to have a very good time. They They've definitely been able to beat – historically the teams that they should beat in the regular season and do okay against like the more elite teams. And when you're going up against only good to elite teams, that really weakens this team in my opinion. So I'm putting the jazz at seventh. Um, So that's a two and a half game gap that the Dallas is going to make up there. And honestly, I I don't feel like that's very unlikely Um, just with the, as far as the strength of these other teams. Yeah. Um, And then uh, I will say that I think that, as far as sixth place goes, I think that Dallas um, will get there. So move up a spot, which in turn uh, would move up the other teams. But yeah, so I have Dallas at sixth. Um, I think they'll do great. Doncic looks really good. Uh, Bobin, amazing. He's going to pick up right where he left off at the very end of the regular season when he went off for 35 points and 10 rebounds. Just a yeah. monster. He's going to continue doing that. He's been a star in this bubble, honestly. Like He's picked up a lot of steam. A lot of popularity, um, which how can you blame him? How can you blame people? He's amazing. Yeah, I think if you're Dallas, I like your your scenario sounds like they'll probably end up playing Denver Nuggets in the first round, which might be the, the matchup you look for because, man, that man has destroyed Joe Kig more than a couple times. <laughs> yeah, Bogan eats Jokic for breakfast, bro. It's not even fair, especially now that Jokic is even smaller. Man, <laughs> yeah. he's going to have nothing against Bogan. Oh my gosh, that that would be a playoff series to watch. I mean, Scott, I guess you're the third man here. So whose who's predictions? I mean, the big difference, I guess, between me and Sean is like where I have the uh, Utah Jazz uh, a little way higher and versus Sean has them <laughs> in the bottom tier here. Yeah, you know me. I love making a bet on the Jazz and, you know, <laughs> I'm, 
I think it's a really interesting time for them. I'm, I'm typically a big fan of good coaching. I think Quinn Snyder's a really good coach. But I do think there's something here between uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gilbert. I don't know that they slide all the way down as far as Sean says, but I, I do think that they take a dip, um, especially like if those two aren't pals, who else – who else scores on that team? I mean, Joe Ingles can put up a couple lefty threes. Ingles. So, so I I think that jazz team is a team to watch. And I do think Dallas, especially with Porzingis longer into his rehab now could have a good little run. And I really like the, the look Alan, as you said of Dallas versus Denver, I think that could (laughs) be a great series. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like that one. Um, I'll be the I'll be the lone the lone person this podcast and with the big picks, but I'm I, hanging. I'm, with... I'm I'm historically against the Jazz <laughs> on every front, and it never pans out. So I'm probably wrong. I'm still going with it though. And then just a touch on the East too. Like I guess I didn't. I kind of ignored the Eastern Conference yeah. on, on my side of things. Like I, I get from my perspective, I think the Nets are going to end up as the eighth seed, and the Magic will end up as the seventh. Um, because the Nets are just awful right now. They don't have any of their best players. So the Magic will overtake them. But the Nets aren't so terrible that they'd end up in some playing game against Washington because they're also completely <laughs> atrocious. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I I didn't elaborate quite as much because I think the East is inconsequential at this point. It's like not, it's, yeah, it's so unimportant. <laughs> yeah, they are the either way, these two teams are gonna get swept. I think the only call out here from mine, I guess, is I have the Pacers dropping pretty low as a result of like Zabonis being out and the uncertainty with Odalipo. But I mean, he comes back and this team could definitely hold their position potentially in the East. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I actually have them six too. And then moving up the standings a little bit more, uh, I have the Sixers fifth. Um, They're going to move up a little bit. Uh, Ben Simmons has looked really good. I think the three point shot, while maybe it will hurt your fantasy team, it will actually end up helping the Sixers in real basketball. Mm-hmm. And then Matisse Thibel, he's looked really good in scrimmages, not just on his vlogs that have become super popular. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he's actually become like the star of the NBA bubble, which is like really interesting, super random. I don't know if you guys have caught any of his uh, bubble blogs, but he's looking really good. Uh, awesome defensive player, very athletic guy, going to actually contribute to this team, I feel. So that, that's an X factor there that wasn't really there before. And then the Heat will be the Heat. So I have them as fourth in the East. And yeah. then as far as the West goes, um, I have Dallas sixth, OKC fifth, and the Rockets actually fourth because I think Harden looks amazing right now. Skinny Harden just putting in shot after shot. And Westbrook's with the team now. Had coronavirus, doesn't have it anymore. He's ready to go. Uh, I think the Rockets are going to make a push for a higher seed. Yeah, so I think that's also where we differ. Like, I have the Rockets not quite. I still think that race is going to be really close, but I don't see them quite finishing that high, Sean. But I think the one point that I wanted to make between this middle tier, the difference between the West and the East, I think, is that 76ers and Heat matchup. Like, I think we got, you know, I have the Sixers fifth, you have them uh, fourth, mm-hmm. and I have the Heat. So it, I, I don't think that matters all that much, but I just think these two teams are good they're really good Mm -hmm. and with this whole thing i think it's benefited the sixers a lot and now they have a great team and i think the unfortunate thing for them is they're gonna meet another great team in the first Mm -hmm. round 
I think this is going to be a crazy series between the 76ers and the Heat. I almost feel like it's almost a coin toss. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be watching that one, and I think it's unfortunate because it could be a little altering for the 76ers if they lose. And, and it's unfortunate because they have a great team, but they're just going to be up against another great team in the first round, and they're going to be judged based off a of first-round exit if they do end up losing. Yeah, that's true. Scott, what do you think about these lists? How do you, how do you feel about uh, the picks we've made? I think Alan makes a really good point in that 4-5 seed in, in the East. I think it, it, it does come down to Heat and Sixers. And I think that's really rough for the Bucks ultimately, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think the second seed might actually be in some ways a better place to be. Because I, I don't know – well, I, you know, you look at that potential Celtics-Raptors matchup, and I don't know necessarily who's the favorite – but I don't think it's such a knockdown, drag them out kind of fight um, as a couple of those series end up being. So for me, the the kind of two wild card teams that I'm looking at, I think Denver in the West has a very interesting possibility of knocking off a Clippers team that may have some sort of STD brought in from your, your boy. <laughs> um, and the Lakers are just there's no guard play there, which terrifies you in the playoffs. LeBron's mm-hmm. going to be LeBron. But if Jokic gets hot and you have some guys making some shots, they could do it. And then in the East, I think the 76ers, um, as, as Sean alluded to a little bit, are good enough to win it all. I don't, I don't know if anybody beats the Bucs uh, in the East. They, they feel like a pretty untouchable group at the moment. I mean, obviously their record shows that. But things are going to be weird. I mean, you have an mm-hmm. eight-game run-up to the playoffs and then, and then off you go. So there's no time to kind of get up to speed and Joel Embiid, if he can stay healthy and Ben Simmons hits a few shots, they're very good. Yeah. So what do you feel about my pick here, uh, Scott? So I have the nuggets going third, Utah going four, uh, four and OKC going five. I have this team holding their ground and surprising people and finishing with that fifth seed going up against Utah in the first round. Yeah, I'd probably flip OKC and Utah. Actually, that would be that would be the lone thing. And I'm not looking at the standings right now. I don't know what the the games back is. Yeah, I do. Think no, I mean, so right it's tight. now it's tight. It's uh, well, uh, like one game, one game. So I think OKC hops them. I think Chris Paul's um, voice in this whole social injustice movement has been big, and obviously from the NBA's perspective in general, but I think it, it rubs off on OKC and also the, the Roberson coming back is big and you got Steven Adams, the iron man, the beast. I think they could be tough to take down. Yeah, I agree. And I think Sean, you and I both have OKC in the fifth spot, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, Which I think, well, mine is a little different than either yours or Scott's reasoning because I think the Rockets are going to be the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. You think the Jazz are going to be the fourth seed. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, if, if the Rockets were to not be as good, I think OKC could definitely get that fourth seed. Not that it really matters because there's not really a home court advantage to speak of. So fourth and fifth is essentially the same seed. Um, all these seeds are essentially the same seed. It's all – you make the playoffs, it's all home court advantage, road game, doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, so, but whatever sounds or banners they're going to put up along the <laughs> walls, like maybe that plays a little bit into it. But yeah, I think they're just going to play to try to win the games at least. And yeah, four seed, four seed will get it. And then 
I think either way they're playing the Rockets in the first round, which is the matchup I want the most. So I think I'm kind of playing to that angle a little bit too. OKC versus Rockets. Yeah, that would definitely. be also a great matchup, I think. So let let me ask you this, Alan. So as you look, especially at the East, which obviously is not so strong as you get towards the bottom, are there any teams that you look at and go, ooh, they could make a little run. They, they could knock off one of those top three, four teams. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I don't. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, if there's one, there's there. I mean, the 76ers, I could see just being a really dark horse, but – it's it's still so many question marks around them. Like I said, like it's gonna they could they they feel like they should be a second round team to me, but they could very easily lose a seven game series against the Heat too, um, and won't really quite get the credit I think that they deserve. Because I think if they do make it, I think they could push the Bucks. Uh, but I don't think they beat them. But I could see it going six games. I was trying to set you up there for your Oladipo makes a comeback. Yeah, Oladipo, man. (laughs) I mean, it would take a lot, and I think he makes a comeback, but I don't think he he comes back as the 25 and and 5 guy who's just, like, pushing the LeBron James Cavs team to seven games. I don't think we're seeing that guy. Uh, We're not seeing that guy, I think, until next year. That's that's fair. That's very fair. Yeah, so... (laughs) I guess like moving on from there, I think it's the contenders, and I think I think we're probably in agreement here, Sean. Right? We're, I'm going Lakers first, Clippers second, Bucks first in the East, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, and you know Raptors second, Celtics third, uh, Nuggets mm-hmm. third for the West. Yeah. Any difference there? I don't think so. Right? Nope. Nope. Those are exactly the same. I mean, the Nuggets might jump the Clippers if the Clippers just completely stumble out of the gate wouldn't be the end of the world, but I feel like they'll hang on. I mean, they got enough star power between Kawhi and George to, to keep them going with Lou Williams out. So, I mean, the Nuggets, I mean, if we're talking about sleepers, if Scott's asking about sleepers, I mean, that was for Eastern Conference, but Western Conference, man, these Nuggets are so interesting. Hmm. I do not know what to expect from them. Like, are they just going to be the same? Or is, like, Michael Porter Jr., going to get more involvement is bull bull going to actually get meaningful playing time and make an impact at all it's an x factor that you can't really prepare for because you never played against them before so will they actually try to utilize them and kind of go for broke i don't know it's going to be interesting that's going to be my sleeper pick as far as contenders go but i still think as far as far as i'm concerned once this is all all said and done Lou Williams coming back from quarantine well before these playoffs start. As long as Montrezl Harrell does come back eventually, because uh, he's still outside the bubble, actually. So I don't think he's even going to be playing tomorrow for sure. Um, yeah, because he'll have to quarantine himself for a little bit. If he can get himself back and we have a full team like everybody else, I still think Clippers are going to take it. Yeah, I guess I'll be more confident for your Clippers, Sean. Montrezl Harrell or not, I think this Clipper team still beats that Nuggets team. I think it would like, I, I mean, I think the Nuggets team is good, but I don't think I see them strong enough, potential enough to beat either the Lakers or the Clippers. If I had to choose. No, I'm, th- I'm thinking the Clippers go all the way too. Don't you yeah. forget it. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it was, in terms of a sleeper pick here, uh, I mean, I guess the, you, I chose the 76ers in terms of like a bottom half team, but even then, yeah. like, I guess my official sleeper pick, I'm going with the Raptors. 
I think it's more likely that something happens on that end, on the Eastern Conference end, than on the Western Conference end. Uh, so I could see the Raptors just really just surprising the heck out of the Bucks in the Eastern Conference and just playing like a solid team with all the names that they have. I mean, like they have si- Siakam. He's a solid superstar, man. And the rest of those guys on that squad, playoff experience, they're, they're gritty, they're defensive-minded, and they got a couple young guns that are hungry as well. And Anobi and uh, what's this other – what's the other guy? Oh, Chris, Chris Bouchard. This dude just comes out <laughs> of nowhere, just lanky. And I mean, if that's that, if there's a sleeper pick, I think that's that's it right there. The Raptors. That would be quite a story, back to back. So my only question with both of those sleepers, and I agree, I think they're both really good teams. But when you get into playoff basketball, you need that guy that's going to go get you a bucket when it matters. And I don't know who it is for either one of those teams. Yeah. That, that's my well, only I think for the Raptors, it's Siakam, right? I mean, I think well, they want Siakam you to believe is the that. obvious pick. Yeah, I think the Raptors want you to believe it's Siakam, but can he actually <laughs> go get you a bucket? I was going to say, it's oh, Fred yeah. Van Fleet, man. It's Fred Van Fleet. Freddy. That's... <laughs> that's, yeah, that's actually – yeah, the Raptors aren't a team where it's like we have to run it through Siakam. Like Siakam's not that type of superstar either where he's going to be like, I need the ball in my hands. So, yeah, he'd be totally willing to give it up to Fred Van Fleet for that final shot of the game. Yeah, but I totally know what you mean, Scott. I mean, who saved the day in, in that 76ers series? It was Kawhi Leonard with some <laughs> solid place. When that 76ers defense set up, it was Kawhi who just made some incredible shots be- well before that last buzzer beater. So, yeah, they're definitely going to miss that. So they'll have to figure it out just, you know, system-wise using all their pieces to slow down that Bucks team. Uh, so, I mean, if there's somebody that could do it, I think it's this squad. And then I guess in terms of champions, you already know my pick as the Lakers, yep. man. Let's go LeBron. Fourth NBA title. Let's pass the Celtics for all-time franchise championships. <laughs> Scott, you're picking OKC, right? No, I'm actually <laughs> going to rock the boat here. Maybe not that much, but I think the Bucks take home their championship this Ooh, year. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. We got a Bucks pick. I like it. I think they're the most complete team out there. And I think that in this weird season, I feel the best about their chances of getting there and then delivering. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right, we got one for each of the contenders. I like it. Wait, we haven't heard yours, Sean. I thought you or was come the, on. It's not Do your I pick? need to say it? Do I need to yeah. say it? You go you go you go oh I, I vote for the Clippers. For some I thought you were going <laughs> Rockets or something. Oh yeah. You know me too well. <laughs> It's good, yeah, it's good. Clippers, 100%. 100% picking them. Kawhi Leonard plus Paul George. Try, try to do better God's than that. Try to beat that. That's got, championship. Hey, if they, if they can win Scott a fantasy championship, they can win a real championship. I got two names better than Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, Sean. Anthony Davis and no, LeBron No, James. no, no. <laughs> Maybe LeBron, not Anthony Davis. Kawhi Leonard is better player than Anthony Davis, for sure. What about Caruso and LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, I mean, the reality is, like, this is going to be exciting. Two two superstars versus two superstars. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a hell of a show. So I'm ready for that. Giannis in the playoffs, in the finals, best player in the game. Uh, I'm, I'm so totally ready for these playoffs to start. Uh, it's here. Last we thoughts made from it. anybody? The season. the season is here. Yeah. So awesome. Just so excited to watch live sports. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah, same here. Well, 
everybody thanks for tuning in but and uh the nba season starts tomorrow tomorrow morning will be a, a different morning knowing that uh the nba season is here that's that wake up alarm is going to hit a little bit different yes sir i'm excited good talking to you guys good luck in the good luck in the rest of our fantasy league as well yeah